This is State Champs Michigan's Face-Off Lacrosse Podcast, presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of two dozen varsity-level sports, including men's and women's lacrosse, at Lawrence Tech. Simply log on to L2Athletics.com and click the Recruit Yourself link. Face-Off is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, the MHSAA Needs Officials. Go to MHSAA.com. Great part-time pay, stay connected to the game, support the kids, and give back. Help wanted, just whistle. Go to MHSAA.com slash officials. Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine pros. Check out our Game Changer segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. Find them on our State Champs YouTube page or on our website, statechampsnetwork.com or on the State Champs Michigan social media channel. And for immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash gamechanger. And the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards. The state's elite athletes will be honored with a red carpet gala on Monday, June 14th at the incredible DAC in downtown Detroit, live streamed by State Champs. And now, on to the show. Well, welcome into the inaugural edition of the State Champs Face-Off Show on lacrosse here in the great state of Michigan. It is a pleasure to be with you. My name is Sean Belegian. Pleasure to have a guy I've known for a while now. Does a fantastic job over at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Does a fantastic job really getting the game of lacrosse out there in a myriad of ways. He is head coach uh, Greg Durham. And first of all, Greg, really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know how busy you are, but I'm glad we can get together and have a conversation like this once a week. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot for having me, Sean. It's just, it's uh, really cool. I'm pretty excited about this, and uh, we should have a, a good time talking about lacrosse in you know, the next few weeks and and just kind of get it going because it's, it's going right now. So... Um, it's it's crazy the way the season's been starting uh, with COVID and all the initial things like the rule changes and stuff like that that we can talk about today. Um, but I'm really excited to be here, so thanks a lot. You know, I really want to get into some of the stuff, the hurdles, if you will, that you guys have, have had to go through during this COVID time. But I'm dating myself a little bit here. I, I, I think you can probably relate. I loved the Detroit Turbos. Absolutely. Right. I loved going down to Joe Louis Arena for those games. And that's when I can say I, I fell in love with lacrosse, and, and I, I really did. But something happened in the last 10 years, subsequently around the time that I met you. Right. It just seems to me, like, Greg, in this area, and not just in this area, but on the west side of the state and in different pockets of, of the state, this sport just kind of blew up with a lot of the youth out there. How could you describe so, it? So I think, you know, I've been coaching for a while since probably 1998. I actually started with girls, um, but then I evolved to middle school in Birmingham and then evolved to Northville where I coached for 15 years. Um, but what I noticed is that as soon as the MHSAA took over, it kind of blew up because I think what happened was that a lot of the public school athletic directors, especially them, weren't going to ha- start lacrosse programs until the MHSAA said, hey, we're going we're gonna to hold this, we're going to hold tournaments, we're going to be organizing it and all that. And that's where kind of the growth of, of the game happened. Um, you see, like, pockets. Like, for example, Ovid Elsie has a program. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I mean, it, it's in the middle of, you know, Michigan. It's far, a lot of farms out there. Um, and it, you know, nobody over here, Ovid Elsie, they're in my region this year that we, have, you know, we could play them in the, in, the, in the state playoffs. But it's just a great that 
somebody out there is getting the game going. Uh, and you see like other little pockets, and it's now it's no longer um, affluent areas that play lacrosse. It's really blue collar now. There are a lot more blue collar programs, um, places that you would never expect to have lacrosse. Like Cass Tech has a team now, which is great. Wow, just the city of Detroit embracing lacrosse, which is huge. And that that's something I think we should probably talk about in the next couple of weeks. But it's 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 that's another great thing. With the Turbos back in the day, it was weird because you knew the Gate Brothers from Syracuse at the time because they were the, you know, when I was a kid, that's who was the best, right, in the 80s. And then um, we actually have one of the best, uh, one of the, one of our coaches here, and talk about some of the hurdles you got to jump. Well, um, Ron Martinello, who's the head coach at U- UDJ, University of Detroit Jesuit, he has not even been on campus yet because he lives in Windsor. So he, there's a hurdle right there. He's st- he's stopped at the border, can't get to Michigan to coach his team. We played them the other night, and they were missing Ron. You could tell they were missing Ron. They're missing Ron's enthusiasm, the way he coaches. He's such a uh, great you know great asset to their program. But there was missing something missing against UDJ, and I was talking to their coaches, and he's like, "Yeah, he hasn't been over yet." I'm like, "Wow, you just don't take that in perspective, you know." So, um, but the game has grown exponentially. Um, you look at you know now there's leagues like the KLA has a league. You know, uh, where I live, City Livonia finally has lacrosse. They find the first time ever, and it's been forever um, that they they finally adapted it. They have both in boys and girls programs. Um, it's 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 growing. It's growing exponentially. So, you know, it, it's one one of the realities in life today. You mentioned it. I, I think it comes up in in conversation with every sport, and and we just went through it here in state champs w- with hockey, but. Uh, COVID-19 and the effect that it's had. Right. And and obviously there's a different set of parameters that the spring teams have to deal with, but it goes beyond testing and things like this. This is something that has really affected, you know, lacrosse oh, yeah. across the board. Well, you know, there's a couple of rules like it's it really, we don't let it affect us. We just, hey, we're going to do what we have to do to play. So like, for example, face-off players, they have to wear two masks, which to me is like, okay, how do you make them wear two masks? So, there's a tech tech core makes a shield so they can wear a shield and then they can wear a mask underneath. We just, Hey, I got all my guys shields that need that take face offs. Here you go. We're done. We got that out of the way. Um, they, they actually extended the lines, the box lines for where, where, where the team stand. You can't only, you, before you had to stop at the top of the box, the restraining box, they extended it all the way to the end line, which is great. So now I can work the whole whole field. I like I actually kind of like that rule. Um, so there's like little things like that that um, so they can spread the kids can spread out. Uh, but you know those are the only really things that have really affected us. Other than the testing, the COVID testing once a week. But you know we're getting through that. We're we got through that hurdle. I think the big reality is is that the amount of refs that we have because now we already had a ref short, shortage before. And I'll tell you what, Bill Schmidt, who's uh, the assigner of our area for boys lacrosse, has done an unbelievable job. But man, every team when a team gets COVID and they have to be quarantined for two weeks, all those games get canceled, and then everybody's shuffling to reschedule. So um, Adam Zerotny, who's the head coach at Hazlitt, uh, Williamston, um, he came with a great idea. We created a Google Doc. We have we call it our portal, and anybody can go in there and say, "Hey, this game got canceled. Can anybody play on this date?" and People are reaching out. So it's been really great, you know. And I said, hey, I can, I need JV games. Well, everybody's reaching out to me needs a JV game, you know. So there, the other thing is, the other thing that's hurting too is a lot of our JV programs have kind of fallen away because kids just didn't feel like coming out. And I don't know if it's the mental health of our society right now. They're just not into going out and playing lacrosse. 
but we're, the numbers are down a little bit just for this season. I think a lot of it is because of COVID. Um, you know, some schools are still not teaching; they're still teaching virtually, and kids can't have the opportunity to get to school and go to practice. So, there's a lot of hurdles that we're 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 we're, we're trying to get through. So, well, you know, what's interesting about it is is you know you talk about passion, and right. and this is one of those sports to me from right. from the outside looking in, uh, it. it it seems like there's just a different passion with something like this. And it, it's not only the kids that are out on the field, it, it's it's with coaches and really oh, yeah. everybody involved in this game. Yeah. And, and it almost seems to me like, Coach, you guys are taking a what do we have to do to make yeah. this happen approach? Yeah, we, we've, you know, Jim Carl, who's our association president, who's just a absolute awesome guy and has done so much to make sure it's taken a toll. It's just, you know, he's he's done everything he can to make sure we're, 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 applying by the rules and making sure we're, we, we're all, everybody's okay. And if anything we need, and it's just, we're a great, you know, we're a pretty tight knit community in the lacrosse community. Um, I, I mean, every coach, I, I try to, you know, I kind of know a lot of the coaches within the state of Michigan, um, just from being involved in the coaching, uh, coaching uh, association, being on the all state committees and all American committees and, you know, just kind of just building those relationships. Um, but you, you, you definitely know, you, you know, we got guys that will call me and say, Hey, what do you have? What can you help me with? Can, can you give me a game here or that? So that's what we've been really kind of working with each other, um, trying to help each other out in the best we can. So he's Greg Durham. I'm Sean Belizean. Of course, coach Durham from Orchard Lake, St. Mary. So glad you're joining us here. State champs podcast, uh, face off uh, coach. One more thing with, with some of the hurdles that you guys have to go through for the benefit of people out there. That that aren't aware. What what's the testing like? What are the parameters for you guys right now? It's it's pretty basic. Um, so basically, I have like forty six players that need to get tested um, because I have several that already had it, so they don't need to get tested. If you within a ninety day of having COVID, you don't need to be tested. But so what happens is um, we get the kids together, space them out, uh, social distance, and then we call them up, and they just they take a swab, ring it around their nose uh, for so many times, and then they we put it in a little, like, I guess it's like a, a folder, like a small folder with a couple drops of the activating agent, and then uh, we wait 15 minutes like it's a pregnancy test. Huh. And that's what it looks like wow. when it's done. Yeah. And uh, we've been, uh, knock on wood, we've been pretty lucky. We haven't had any cases pop up yet, but, you know, so, and that's what's been going on. And then if we do get a pro- positive case, then we have them go right to wherever to get their PCR done and then officially, you know, then we quarantine and then we do the social, we do the contact tracing or whatever. But um, thankfully we haven't had that situation come up yet. Um, You know, I I was going to say you have to be proud of not only your kids, but a lot of kids around the state, because what, what I've seen kids do is exercise the utmost personal responsibility. Now, listen, I know you can do everything right and still get it, but you're watching kids make sacrifices for the love right. of the game. Yeah, we have. I mean, we set our bags five yard five yards apart every kid when we're because we don't have a locker room. Yeah, there's no locker room right now, which is weird because that's where they build the bonds and stuff like that. But the kids usually get to practice pretty early. Um, they set up their bags, their lacrosse bags, five yards apart. We kind of make sure they do that. Wearing masks, um, you know, th- things are gonna happen. Masks gonna fall off when you're playing, but doing the best they can with the masks. Um, and some of them get shields. You can use a shield instead, and that's great. Um, but we we've really kind of preached it in practice, and that's what you have to do. You know, kind of preach it, keep it going, and then, you know, bus trips are the same thing, masks on, and 
Uh, we've only taken the bus once this year so far. I've kind of tried to avoid it as best I can, but you know, sometimes kids don't have rides. They got to get, you know, we have to, have to provide the transportation. So, but it's, it's so far it's going well. Um, I know a lot of programs have, have struggled a little bit. Um, we got over the spring break hurdle, which was the biggest worry of all. I think every coach and you saw some co- you know, schools um, that had to go under quarantine and spring break was part of it. And that's just, that's part of that spring sports. That's what we know. Spring breaks are back breaker. It doesn't matter if it's COVID or not. Uh, getting them back on the horse or after spring break is is a chore. But we we usually get back in the you know the sink and we just go go with it. So, you know what's interesting? Uh, once again, this is state champs uh, face off our, our lacrosse podcast here on the state champs network. Greg Durham, the head coach at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. My name is Sean Belegian. Uh, coach, this goes back to something you said a couple minutes ago. When, when you look at some of the top teams in the state, it, it also reminds you of, of how big this is growing. And it's not a regional thing because, you know, you look at some of the teams on here. Right. If you look at, you know, a, a top 20 in Division One or Division Two, yeah, look, Schools from all over oh, the state. Yeah. That, that's that's a beautiful thing for this right. sport. So um, I we have two two sources for our top twenty. So I didn't I didn't use the Michigan MPR because it's really most of the teams haven't played five games yet. Mm-hmm. So and it doesn't really calculate well. But there's another one out there called the uh, Lax Records, which is great. And uh, this is where this comes from. And so like a lot of these schools, the difference is going to happen is some of the schools on this list. Um, actually have played out of state. They played in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Like Brother Ice and Forest Hill Central, I know played uh, Cathedral down in Indiana. Uh, so th- they're going to have a little bit different variant um, based on the, their, their MPR. Um, so, but, uh, you know, the top 20 in lacrosse, I mean, I don't think Brother Ice has been out of the top 20 ever. Ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Since I've been a part of it, you know, um, maybe back maybe back early days, but, you know, in the 80s. But right now they're – well, there wasn't even 20 teams back then. But um, right now, Brother Rice is number one. Uh, we played them. They're very good. They're very athletic. They have like nine Division One guys. Um, they got some injuries that have been hindering them a little bit. But, um, you know, talking to Ajay, uh, their head coach, you know, they're they're getting in the swing of things. They're 6-1. and one. They just beat CC uh, the other day, 8-1. to one. Um, They're playing really well. I mean, they're sinking. And they beat Heartland, and Heartland's number two, mm-hmm. you know. And then, you know, you got your Forest Hill Central's number three. Uh, those three teams you're going to see there all year. And then right behind them is East Grand Rapids. East Grand Rapids um, is 6-0. and I mean, they're, they're, they are they're they run this zone. Uh, Rick has been running that zone defense forever. Um, they have a great goalie. Um, they're one of the better teams in the state of Michigan. And right behind them is CC. Um, you know, I know I know Dave real well, and he's one of, one of my close friends. Uh, Willie's got some, you know, he's got some injuries as well to, to deal with. Uh, he's not as loaded as he was in the past. I mean, this is kind of like CC's here to d- get some get some young guys in there mm-hmm. and build up. So, you know, but I tell you what, the team to watch out for is Brighton. Brighton is really, really good. They have some outstanding players. They, I think, they have an attackman going to Harvard. Um, Jim Carl's doing a great job over there. Um, they're great. Clarkston. I mean, Brian Comiscus, one of the best guys in the in the you know in the game. Uh, he's been coaching forever. He's been like, you know, you, you think Clarkson, you think Brian Comiscus. Uh, they're right there. Okemis. I mean, Okemis is one and two, but Mike Van Antwerp is a great coach, and he's got great kids. And, you know, he just had to cancel my game uh, next weekend uh, for whatever reason. Oh, because he had to make up some games and stuff. He's like, hey, can we push it till the end of the season? I'm like, absolutely. You can do whatever you got to do, you know. So 
Um, but the Okemos is right there. Forest Stills Eastern, Zach Russell, young coach. He's doing a great job over there. Um, and then you got Lake Orion, who's at 11. Like, Ron Hebert, and if you don't know Ron Hebert, then you haven't been around lacrosse because Ron Hebert has been around lacrosse a heck of a lot longer than most of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I love Ron. He's a character of lacrosse. He's, you know, you know, uh, but he he knows the game better than anybody probably on on, on this list. Um, hat, you know, yet yet Grand Rapids Catholic Central. I don't really know much about them um, yet. I mean, I'm sure I'll find out. Sure. Um, I've seen film on Hazlitt. Hazlitt is really good. Um, Adam Zarotny, mm-hmm. he's the one that started the portal for us with that. Great job, Adam. I mean, it, that's a, absolutely awesome. I mean, just come up with, hey, let's have a tra- let's trade. You know, where we can- brilliant, brilliant. It was awesome. You know, um, one of the best guys in the game, Mike Dewitt, who coached at Rockford. Rockford was our first game of the season. Um, they took it to us pretty good. They're they're a really good team and they're really well coached. Um, Rochester Adams. One of my former students, Mike Teregula. Hmm. It's kind of funny. He's a Is brother rice guy. Yeah, he's a brother rice guy. Uh, he's coaching over at Rochester Adams now. They're they got a good, nice little program. That's some great athletes. And here's one, Midland. Joe Stoudemire is a fantastic coach. They have a great program. They're 0 and 4 and they're in the top 20. Why? Because they played all the best teams. Yeah. You know, and they have a brutal schedule. Um, Ryan Crawford's doing a great job of Celine. Celine, uh, fantastic program. Been along for a long time. Uh, one of my former assistants, uh, TJ Bronze, there. Uh, I know they're doing. They're gonna, they beat us, twelve uh, eleven, uh, the second game of the season, I believe it was. Great, great team, great program. Um, Birmingham, here's Birmingham. I saw Birmingham play on film. Uh, I tell you what, they have one of the better goalies in the state. They've got some decent uh, midfielders. I think. I think down the line, you're going to see them make a run for for the money there. They're, they're going to be a really good team, and, and Nick's doing a good job over there. Um, and then the, 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 here's one for you that you would never hear, uh, Battle Creek Lakeview. Hmm. Right? Battle Creek, Battle Creek Lakeview. Brian Canfield has asked me for the last two years to schedule a game. I'm like, let's do it. Well, last year, COVID. And, um, and here's one thing I, I couldn't do this year. So I wanted to do, I don't know if how you're familiar with, you know, I'm a Catholic Central grad. Mm-hmm. I don't know how familiar with, with Catholic Central with their, with their wrestling assembly matches. Yes. I wanted to do that this year. It was going to happen today. Um, and we were going to have an assembly match, have the whole school come watch the game while Battle Creek Lakeview's there. But unfortunately, because of COVID and oh, something like that, what a bummer. We couldn't do it. But I'll schedule it next year. We'll redo it. Um, but it would, would have, you know, I just want to get the you get the student body involved, watch lacrosse, you know, build up the program. That's that's the way you do it. And then I think this is what we're not. You know, I'm not trying to be. On, I'm trying to be unbiased here. But we're 20th. I don't know if we're there or not yet. We're getting there. We're four and three. My guys are getting better every day. What do you so. like about your team? Um, you know, my team is we're we're pretty we're pretty balanced. I think for the most part, uh, defense is really good. Um, I have a, my D coordinator Casey Price, um, probably one of the best minds of the game. He's really got the defense plan to what we need to do. Um, it's going to take some time. We know this. Uh, we, like one of the things that Case tells me, he goes, "Covid of all things hurt us because we didn't get to put our systems in last year." And we didn't get that extra year with some of the younger guys. And they're kept playing catch-up right now. Um, I have 17 seniors. Mm. you know, And some of those seniors have never played varsity. They were on JV when they were a sophomore. So they just, they're just they trying to get their legs acclimated. So there's a couple little things. I got a young goalie who's doing a great job. Um, he's a hockey goalie. He's, you know, it's, it's great. But I think overall, I, just, I love the fact our group is buying in and they're great kids. And I have the smartest group. 
group I've ever had. I think my average grade point, I think my grade point average is like a 3.7. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's it's fantastic. Great kids. Um, they're just buying in, you know. So in the in my youth program, my JV is uh, we have 30 guys and they're 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 playing their their tails off out there. So, but hopefully we just keep growing every year and getting better. You know, one of the things you brought up to me very quickly, and and we have a few minutes left. I mean, we could sit here and talk about this all day, but we're going to have the chance to do that this spring, thankfully. Um, kids moving on, and and that's what I don't think if 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 you don't follow it too much, kids are moving on. It might be Harvard. It might be Western Michigan. Yeah. It might be Madonna, but you're seeing a lot of kids in yeah. this area. And you know, I live in Northville, right. and and my son played when he was younger. And so many of his friends, some of them you coached as yes. well, yeah. were able to move on and continue their their careers in, in yeah. a college someplace. Yeah. I, mean, you're, I mean, you're not just getting the kids from Rice and CC going to play college. You're getting all kinds of kids getting going to play. So... You know, like Northville is a perfect example. I mean, Northville has two Division One players, right? They got Nick Lauterbach and uh, Luke Rengo. They're both going. Uh, Lauterbach committed to Michigan. He's probably the top faceoff guy in the state. You got Luke Rengo, who's a really, really good um, defensive player. Uh, he's going to Vermont, um, and I'm not really sure anybody else on the team. But I like. I have a couple guys on my team, like my my one of my top middies. Um, uh, Casey Kajowski, he's going to Baldwin Wallace. Uh, That's awesome. A great school in Cleveland, right? Heck so yeah. he's going to go there. Uh, I got a couple guys that well, I have a couple guys that want to go to the, you know, they want to go to the academies. They're not, they might not play lacrosse, but they're going to go to Naval Academy or, or to, you know, West Point um, or Air Force. You know, mm -hmm. so we got the, you know, but I think a lot of times I think there's there's so many opportunities like Madonna, um, good friend of mine, Ian Rush, uh, who didn't ever played for me in high school. He's a St. Mary's grad, but I know the family really well. I grew up with his dad. Uh, Sean, he is at Madonna. He's a captain Madonna. He's got it. He has one more year. He's going to play one more year because of the COVID situation. Um, he was redshirted. He's going to do. He's going to do a grad year. Great, you know. He's getting a great cheap education. I mean, the bottom line is these kids are getting money to go to school. The Division One players aren't getting the money that people think they're getting. They're getting. They're, they don't. They don't have the scholarships. They only have twelve and a quarter scholarships. Um, and they have to split that amongst 40, 50 guys. Mm -hmm. So they're really not the money. But the money is in the NAIA, the Division Two. You know, those schools um, have scholarship money to give some of these kids. Like Lawrence Tech, I have a player next year going to Lawrence Tech to play lacrosse. Love it. Yeah. And so it's it's great. I mean, you got so many good opportunities uh, to play at the next level, whether it's with NAIA, Division Three, Division Two, Division One. They're all out there. We have uh, about four minutes left to go, and I think it's enough time to not only talk about, you know, what's coming up on the docket for you guys at Orchard Lake, but maybe some of the games that people can keep an eye on. I'm going to start with you yep. because we're sitting here. Yep. As we tape this on Friday afternoon, you're, you're just a few hours away from the draw. Right. So yeah. what, what do you what's, what's coming up on the so docket for you guys? So we play Battle Creek Lakeview, which I'm pretty excited about playing. It's, it's a team I've, we've, I've never played before. Um they look pretty athletic from what I've seen. You know, um, we scout, you know, we, the one thing is nice is that all the coaches, you can get film from anybody. That's the best part. And we all scout and all, anybody wants my film, wants to scout me, just email me. I'll send it to you. You know, huddles the best thing for us lacrosse guys. Um, so we're, we're doing that, but, uh, battle Creek is, they're going to be, they're going to be good. They're, they, I like what I see from them. It's, we're, we got to be ready to go against them. They're not going to be easy. And then we have to tomorrow night, right? Or after tonight, we have to do go right back at it and go play Lake Orion, who's pretty talented. Yeah. So that's back to back right there, and it, 
it's exciting though. We we want to we're getting games in. Like I'm I want to play as many games as yeah. I can before somebody tells us we can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So um that's it. And then next week, um we got a couple good games, a good deal of salads, a Catholic League game, but the big game for us is, you know, my uh, alma mater playing CC on that Thursday. I think that'll be a really good game. It'd be a good test for us. I think uh, CC will be ready as well. They're usually well prepared. Where's that game played? That's going to be at the Red Turf. Okay. Uh, Urchel Lake. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's going to be awesome. Um, which a lot of people hate, but you know, you I think get, it's great. It's unique. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's, it's I like unique, it. Yeah. I, now, now, I yeah. feel yeah, Riverview Gabriel Richard's another right, spot. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's unique. It's different. It's, yeah. I think that's a cool. A yeah, good and thing. like Oxford's got the blue turf. Right? Yep. Yeah, I love yep. that stuff. You yep. know? Um And then a couple big games. Rice plays Forest Hill Central mm. tomorrow. That is a huge game. That'll be. That'll tell you who's 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 the big who's the big dog, right? So that that'll tell you. Um, Country Day and Birmingham play next week. That's a huge rivalry. I mean, they're both in the same city, yeah. basically. So, you know, that's going to be great. Um, then Forest Hills, I think, next week plays Rockford. And then Rockford turns around and plays CC. So you got all these big lineups. And then the end that, Brighton's playing Midland. Midland has been gone through a gauntlet so far. You know, 0-4, but they're a good team. Like, I've seen them. They're, they're really good. So just to think about some of those games that are coming up, um, it's pretty exciting. You know? I don't care what anybody says, too. I, I want to go back to Midland for a second because I, I think you, Tom Izzo's done it forever at Michigan right. State in basketball. I see it a lot in, in hockey. There's something to be said for those battle-tested teams. you know, you know, know, yeah. And you learn to hate to lose, and they're a different team more often than not come playoff time because of it. I'm going to tell you, my, my overall coaching record has never been it's, – it's been just over 500, maybe a little bit more. But – because I've always wanted to play the best. Sure. Because you got to, you know, you got to play the best to be the best. And if you want to beat somebody, you got to beat them first. And down the line, that's what I love about lacrosse. You know, one of the things is that we we do have a lot of great teams um, that want to battle against each other. The playoffs are really good. And we, I know, I mean, I I don't know if we talked about this before, but we are the only sport that seeds. Mm-hmm. And it is awesome because it's just something I think a lot of the other sports are looking at, especially hockey. Mm-hmm. Right? You mm-hmm. talk about that. That we seed from top to bottom, all the regions, it's all set. Like, we're going to be the number one. I, we probably will be the number one seed in our region eventually. But we were the pre-seeded team, too. So we do a pre-seeding to get the regions all set. Yep. And then we re, they reseed those regions based on, you know, records and so on. But it's it, – and by the – you know, when it comes down to the last few games of the year – those games are fantastic. They they are battles and they're wars, and it's it's, it's fun to watch. Mm. You know, great stuff. Well, I, hey, I'll tell you what, uh, we're running out of time. First of all, good luck to you in the tweet. Thanks, the I appreciate team. that. Thank you so much for coming out here. Yeah. We're going to do this all season long and do our best to get some guests on and talk about yeah. everything that's going on in lacrosse. So I appreciate you, Coach. Yeah, no thank problem. you. Yeah, thank you. And to our buddy Kevin, always appreciate you, Kevin, taking care of everything. I am the least technical human being in the face of the planet, so thank God Kevin is here. Most importantly, thank you for joining us. This is our inaugural show. Uh, Make sure to check us out again. It's Face Off right here on the State Champs Podcast Network.